Chefs Without Restaurants, episode 95 with Jillian Fay, part of our Meet a Member series. Well, what's something you wish you knew before starting your business? I kind of wish I would have grasped the advertising part of it a little bit more and how important social media was to the business, especially with a food-based business. Everything is so visual. I think that that is really important. Um, the importance of like your website and uh, it took me a really long time to put my face on things as well. And now I've kind of embraced that and been okay with it. And like, all right, this is like, I'm going into people's homes or doing people's small weddings. Like I should probably show them who I am as well. This is the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast with your host, Chris Spear. Each week, I'll be speaking with food entrepreneurs and people in the culinary industry. If you're interested in learning more about our organization dedicated to helping people build and grow their food businesses, look us up on the web at chefswithoutrestaurants.com and .org, and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Chefs Without Restaurants. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast. I'm your host, Chris Spear. On the show, I have conversations with culinary entrepreneurs and people in the food and beverage industry who took a different route. They're caterers, research chefs, personal chefs, cookbook authors, food truckers, farmers, cottage bakers, and all sorts of culinary renegades. I myself fall into the personal chef category as I started my own personal chef business, Perfect Little Bites, 10 years ago. And while I started working in kitchens in the early 90s, I've literally never worked in a restaurant, unless you count Boston Market. This is one of our Meet a Member episodes. These episodes are meant to highlight someone in the Chefs Without Restaurants community. Instead of a long-form interview, we'll be doing a quick 10 to 15-minute show. You learn about them and their business, and I throw a bunch of fun, sometimes wacky, rapid-fire questions their way. This week, I have Chef Jillian Fay. Her business is Jillian Fay Chef Services, which is based in Temecula, California. And a reminder that you can help support our podcast and the Chefs Without Restaurants community by donating through our Patreon. Monthly support starts at just $5 a month. Go to patreon.com forward slash chefs without restaurants to find exclusive recipes and see our tiered rewards. And now on with the show. Thanks so much and have a great week. Hey, Jillian, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming on. Of course. Happy to be here. So I have to say your food looks amazing. Like the food I see you posting on Instagram, I think I want to eat more than anyone else's food. It just looks phenomenal. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I just try to make it look as good as I possibly can with, and I just use my phone camera for everything, but um, just little tweaks here and there just to make it look appetizing. I think that's one of the hard things that was like getting into the whole food media and like shooting your own food, but you're doing a a fantastic job. So it's, it's working. Hopefully it's working as far as getting customers to uh, book you for services. Yeah, I think so. I, I even have people specifically say, I found you on Instagram and your food looks great. And then we go from there. So let's jump right in. Uh, Where are you located and what's your business? So I am located out of Temecula, California. That is a like little Southern California wine country. It's about an hour North, a little bit inland from San Diego. Uh, But I service everywhere from San Diego to LA area, just depending on the size event and whatnot. And I just go by, it's just Jillian Faye Chef Services and offer all kinds of different event chef services. For how many people? 
any size, um, as long as there's a kitchen on site that is available for use, I consider all, all events. So you do, you'll do like a big hundred person wedding. I will. Uh, but typically I don't do like large format buffets. I'll go as far as do like family style where, you know, nice big platters are being passed around through like multiple tables or whatnot or plated. Uh, plated is what, what I enjoy and love the most, but I'd say about a hundred is good. Uh, my wheelhouse is probably about 30 people. Um, I've even done dinners for people for private dinners for two. Yeah, me too. I really like that. The It's a very different vibe than doing the cattle call of running everyone through a buffet line. Right, right, right. When you're preparing everything fresh on site, that large format buffet style is more of like up to large, large catering companies than one singular chef. Yeah, I most definitely pass those off to people. Well, yeah. what what's your cooking style and where do you find inspiration? I am classically trained, so I've got that French technique base. And then I also um, I'm really inspired by travel. Most There's a lot of Mediterranean influence in my food. Um, Spanish, Italian, Greek are probably the three most. And then I'm also born and raised in Southern California. So if someone ever wants a Mexican-inspired menu, I'm 100%. Yes, that's right in my wheelhouse as well. So that's the thing with what we do, I think, is that it can vary a lot. I like being able to be versatile. Do you have kind of set menus for people to look at ahead of time or do you do more of a customized gig? So I have like a sample menu and then specific themed menus uh, that I can send people a couple on my website. But for the most part, I really try The first thing I ask is a list of questions. You know, what do you enjoy eating? Do you like to travel? Is there any like types of cuisine that you enjoy? And then like, and obviously what don't you like? I don't think people think about what they don't like. That's one of those things I get into. People tell me what they like. They say they don't like anything or there's nothing they don't like. And then you send them a menu and then they really think about like, oh, I guess I forgot I told you I don't eat mushrooms and I don't eat eggplant and I don't like raw bell peppers. And, you know, it's really interesting. It's hilarious because it happens so much, but I don't blame them. It's really difficult for people who, especially people that don't think about food 100%, 24-7, like we most of us do it's hard for them off the top of their head to be to think about those things so it just does make me laugh because it happens to me all the time and those are like the staples oh i don't like broccoli mushrooms eggplant well what's something you wish you knew before starting your business i kind of wish i would have grasped the advertising part of it a little bit more and how important social media was to the business especially with a food-based business Everything is so visual. I think that that is really important. Um, the importance of like your website. And uh, it took me a really long time to put my face on things as well. And now I've kind of embraced that and been okay with it. And like, all right, this is like, I'm going into people's homes or doing people's small weddings. Like I should probably show them who I am as well. So how long have you been doing this now? Um, I'm going on about 11 years. Yeah, I started in my hometown. I, I'm from Orange County. And then about seven years ago, I moved out to Temecula. And it was probably the best move that I could have made because it's a wine country. There's Airbnb rental estates, like small weddings all the time. It's just been great event-wise for me. 
Did you start it as a side hustle or were you like all in from the beginning? I used to work for 10 years. I worked in a golf club manufacturer for a golf club manufacturing company in research and development. And while I was there, I went back to school. I always have known that I wanted to cook for a living. Like my main goal was one day people will pay me to cook for them. And so it's a simple goal, but it was easy to like set small goals and move forward from there. So yeah, from the side, it was a side hustle. Um, and I started mostly with personal meal plans. But I, from the beginning, I just knew that I wanted to do events, but it was a nice little stepping stone that I used. And I still do. I have some very loyal personal meal plan clients that I still cook for on a weekly basis. Yeah, I never got into that. The meal plan thing was not uh, something I wanted to do. I, I just do events and I love it. And that was my my plan. And it still is my plan to eventually drop. I, I foresee them, their kids getting into college and then that's when I'll stop, you know? And I, it was happening a lot faster until last year hit. And then I was like, well, I only have those personal plans. So let's hold on to those. I became very valuable to them too at that point, I believe, going out there and shopping and securing ingredients and stuff. Do you have a favorite cookbook? Oh, no. No. Do you have any that you love? Are you a cookbook reader or not at all? I do love cookbooks. Um, I'm not much of a baker. So when the when Brave Tart came out, I snatched that up right away. Because recipes, I don't really, I work off of technique and knowledge more than recipes, but I always need baking recipes, obviously. So that one was a newer one that I liked. I've, I've had uh, Thomas, the French Laundry Cookbook, Bouchon, and now I have French Laundry Crusade. That just gives me inspiration for little techniques and things that I can do for more elevated, like fine dining experiences. But it's across the board. I mean, I love uh, John Current's Pickles, Pigs, and Whiskey, I believe it's called. Yep, um, yep, I have that one. Yeah, I have a wide array because you never know when someone, you know, when you might, might want to do a Southern themed menu. Oh, absolutely. If there's anyone you could stage with for a day, who would that be? That's a good question. I guess it would have to be, and that's probably a boring answer, but <laughs> it would probably have to be Thomas Keller. Just being from California and just looking up to that style. But that's not boring. I mean, he's he's iconic, right? Like who who wouldn't want to do that? You don't have right. to pick some like cutting edge new chef. I mean, I think we could all learn from Thomas Keller and that would be an amazing experience. Another one is I'm a really, really huge Anthony Bourdain fan. However, he didn't really consider himself as a as a chef, especially toward the end. I mean, as the, toward the end, he was like, well, I'm no longer, you know, a chef, but He's the one, and I know I'm not alone here again, <laughs> that just like inspired me to travel like based on food. So I guess maybe he'd be a better travel buddy at that point. Oh, that would be amazing. I loved when he had the Cook's Tour show on Food Network like almost 20 years ago. Like that was fantastic. And, you know, that was the first time I'd seen a lot of those places even on TV as far as like the food goes. So, yeah, definitely inspiring. Definitely inspired a lot of places that I visited, even here in the States. Well, your Instagram bio says you're a punk rock lover. So who are you listening to? Uh, my favorite brand, band is No Effects. Um, I'm kind of more of a, there's probably a lot of punk rock listeners that 
you know, might roll their eyes that kind of more of a little bit more mainstream bad religion. The Descendants. I was supposed to see Bad Religion with Alkaline Trio this past year, and it's one of the shows that got nixed due to COVID. I think I had five shows. I was going to see Bikini Kill um, was one of them, and I had all these shows that I was super excited to go to, and now I just have ticket stubs for shows that never happened that hopefully are going to make it back on the roster, but nothing I wanted to go to has been rescheduled yet. So, Hopefully so. Are you a big Bad Religion fan? Yeah. Or more of- yeah. yeah. They, re- they just released the book. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I'll have to check that out. Do what you want, it's called. Very cool. Yeah, I'm always I'm always down to read stuff like that. And I, I find I find music so inspiring as well. I think, you know, being in the culinary field, it's an arts thing. And I draw inspiration from music and art and all kinds of things like that. So I'm always listening to music when I'm cooking. Like, if, if I'm not in, like, a customer's house, if I'm cooking somewhere right. else, it's hard to, like, listen to some punk when I'm cooking in a customer's home. I work with the same people a lot of times and. They'll almost always ask me, hey, you want some music? And they're like, what do you like? I like all kinds of music. I'm also very, like, open. So I'm not like you're, it's just punk rock is a genre that I, like, kind of lean toward a lot, especially, like, live shows. But my servers or my kitchen help will kind of snicker because they know I won't answer them correctly because I'm not going to make them play no effects. You know what I mean? It's just not something that, like, they're going to hear, like, some of the lyrics and go, what? Like, But yeah, I'm not, I definitely, if I'm, Prepping, like if I'm alone or cooking in my kitchen, there's always music. Me too. I I've worked in some places where they had like a no music in the kitchen policy, and I'm just not like not down with that. I just I can't work in a quiet kitchen. I'm sure Thomas Keller's kitchen's a, a no radio kitchen. Yeah, I would assume so. Definitely. Well, you can only have one pizza or tacos. What's it going to be? Tacos. Yeah, me too. I think I don't know. I mean, if I'm home, tacos. If I'm in Italy, pizza. Okay, sure, maybe. Well, I don't know. New York has some pretty good tacos, too. So that one's hard. But I I said tacos, so I have to own it. If you had to describe yourself as a flavor, what would that be? Bold. I mean, definitely not. Definitely not bitter. You mean like one of the five. Take it however you want. It could be a specific flavor, like a strawberry flavor, or it could be like salty. Yeah, it could be like a spicy pickle. <laughs> so spicy pickle or bold. bold. I mean, bold is good. I, I say I like cooking big, bold flavors. Yeah, but like that could literally mean any, like is it bold in such a way that it uses a lot of spice? Or is it bold in such a way that it's a whole lot of, you know, delicious beef fat? See, you're going to think about this tonight. You're going to think about I this. I know. Well, what's a great place to find you and your business online? Where can we send people? My website is the easiest way. The contact form is right there. It's jillianfay.com. And then I am most active on Instagram. And that is at Chef Jillian Fay. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes and send people your way. And hopefully they will hire you to cook them some delicious food. Hopefully. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm really glad you did this. I hope you had a good time. Of course I did. Thank you. And thanks to all of our Chefs Without Restaurants listeners. As always, you can find us at chefswithoutrestaurants.com.org and on all social media platforms. Thanks so much and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Chefs Without Restaurants podcast. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show or sponsoring a show, please let us know. We can be reached at chefswithoutrestaurants at gmail.com. Thanks so much.